So, like, Charlie complaining about, like, Claire, who he, like, literally just met. And then, like, to Rose, like, are you tone deaf, dude? He also got hung from a tree. <laughs> okay, haven't we all? <laughs> Get over it. Welcome back, everyone, to Lauren Gets Lost. I'm Zane. I'm Lauren. And today we're joined by our producer. What is a hey. producer, really? I don't know what a producer does. We don't know either. We gave you the title. It's going to look great on your LinkedIn profile. I appreciate it. Instead of doing quick bits for this episode, mainly because there wasn't anything that interesting, I figured we'd spend this time getting to know Kate a little bit. Ask me anything. What does a producer do? Or more specifically, what do you do for the podcast? You know, that's a really interesting question. And I would love to dive deeper into that. Unfortunately, I cannot. (laughs) I have a better question. I have a a better question. Why are you dating my brother? (laughs) I also wish I could dive deeper into that. (laughs) That might take up the whole episode. All right. How about you tell us what your experience with loss was like? Um, the first time I ever heard of the show was when we went on our bowling date and we had just met and he said that whoever won got to watch a show because he was confident that I was going to lose. And then he told me how we were going to watch Lost together. And then you started telling me all about your family and I was so scared because I met him like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Um, and then I ghosted him. Um, <laughs> and then somehow he came back and well, I got really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and still before we were even dating, he, he had a really complicated order at Wendy's and I made him go and get it. And he was really frustrated. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And then he was like, you know, it would make me feel better if you watched lost. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> Um, so we watched it and he wouldn't let me stop watching it. Anytime we hung out, he was like, Oh, we gotta turn lost on. Um, so yeah. Wow. Remember when I made you watch the last season like in three days because I had COVID and it was the only thing that cheered me up. Yes, I do remember that. And then after we finished the show, you made me watch like compilations of like different characters. I made you watch one. No, you made me watch literally one. one. And then you made me watch the like YouTube video, like the ending stuff. Oh yeah, the epilogue. Yeah, I also had to watch that. It's not even a YouTube thing. It's from the season six DVD set. Oh. It just was on YouTube. I'm so sorry, I forgot it was from the season six. Well, your favorite fucking character was in it. Yeah, I know, but I didn't know what it was from. Wow. I feel like we talk a lot about Zane being obsessed with loss, but that really puts it into perspective. Like, potentially almost ruined your entire relationship because you're so obsessed with lost. Hey, hey, look, everyone, as bad as I fucking sounded in that story, she's dating me, she's on the podcast, and Lauren, you do this every week. So who's the real loser? We are. All of us. (laughs) The listener. Anybody who listens to this podcast. Second question Mm -hmm. of two. Mm -hmm. You're pretty vocal to me, and I have relayed that, that you are not a fan of Kate Austin. Mm -hmm. Why is that? 
for one, you call me Catherine Ann Austin, and that's not my name. And that upsets me. No spoilers. Remember, I don't know anything. No. My second reason is all the characters suck, if we're being honest, in some capacity. But they all have like, you know, they all progress. They all get better. You learn to like them. Kate's initial flaws never go away and they only get worse. Yep. And that's why I don't like her. And what's your go-to scene to make fun of her? When she's... I'm not standing. I'm sinking. Like, shut up. (laughs) Okay, Shakespeare, get over it. I can't stand her. I think the way that you feel about Kate is how I currently feel about Jack. Like, if he talks. I feel that way about Jack, too. When he talks, I'm like, shut the fuck up. I really don't like him. Was more surprised than me by the end that I actually liked Jack. Yeah, we'll see. I'm open to liking him. Really? Yeah. Your mom hates Kate. Our mom does hate Kate. Mom said that Kate, our Kate, has good sense because she hates boss Kate. Thank you. Interesting. Shout out, Cindy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on. I have to interrupt this program for everybody's favorite segment, text from our mother. This one is a quick text with a story to follow. Quick text says, do you think face tattoos hurt? This was unprompted. We had not talked in days. She texted me this with a picture of some random man in public with face tattoos. I have told her to take pictures of people. (laughs) I have told her so many times, stop taking pictures of people in public. It is so rude. So I responded. Yeah. If they're on the bone, my face tattoo only hurt a little bit, but I have pretty high pain tolerance. To which she responded, which one is that? And I said, my face tattoo. I haven't shown it to you yet. So she pretty much immediately started freaking out. I called Zane and I said, hey, when you talk to mom next, ask her if she's seen my face tattoo. And he did. And she freaked out more. But then I had to go to a concert, Paramore. It was the best experience of my life. And so I distracted her. And then... The next day, I sent her a picture of my face tattoo, which was an old man with a bunch of tattoos on his face to put her out of her misery. And I wanted to Photoshop an actual tattoo on my face, but Zane told me not to. No, why would you tell him not to? Because mom was really pissed off about something. And I talked to mom every day. I couldn't keep it going. <laughs> Everybody else told me that I made a mistake, that I should have actually Photoshopped a tattoo on my face. So you ruined it and we're blaming you, yeah. but... You can't Photoshop. Yeah, I can. I took a digital media class in high school. Then why did we ask Kate to make the logo? Because I don't have Photoshop anymore. I am capable of it. I don't have Photoshop. And creating a logo takes talent. Putting some random star on my face and telling my mom it's my face tattoo is not talent. Mom probably wouldn't know that Photoshop exists, though. Considering when when I told her we had listeners in other countries, she was amazed. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, I got off on a tangent, but that's uh, what I did with my weekend. And lastly, I do have one quick bit. This episode was directed by Jack Bender. So repeat director, don't need to dive into him. And Lauren, Catherine, I don't know if you know this. Since this is a Kate episode, let's dive into what her original description was going to be. Originally, Kate's character was going to be a slightly older woman 
who was separated from her husband, who went to the tail section of the plane right before the crash. Does this sound familiar? Rose. Rose. There was another major difference about Kate's character as well. Originally, she was going to be the leader. Ew. That's because Michael Keaton was signed on to play Jack Shepard, and he was supposed to be killed off in the first half of the pilot in place of the pilot by the monster. So the pilot was supposed to live? The pilot was supposed to be dead on impact. Oh, okay. But after they rewrote the show, decided to have Jack stick around because they didn't want to be the kind of show that kills off heroes immediately, Michael Keaton backed out. So Matthew Fox was cast to play Jack, and basically everything was reworked. Would he have really been a hero if he died in the first episode, though? Well, everything else would have remained the same with him pulling people out of the wreckage in the opening segment. It also was supposed to be just like shock factor, like, oh, here's the guy you've been following around for 40 minutes. He's dead now. I think I like to be shocked. Yeah. I I think I would have liked to be shocked. Yeah, that would have been very uh, Game of Thrones of them. Well, Game of Thrones gave you nine episodes to love Ned Stark. Yeah, which was much worse. I sobbed. I did not know he was going to die that soon. I didn't either. I was was like waiting for how are they going to get out of this? Like somebody's going to run up there and stop it. And then they just. My God. So like how long was this storyline? I think because clearly Kate wasn't cast. She's not an older woman. How long was the story? Like, they hadn't even begun development yet. That was just, like, a fun little thought that they had. Yeah. It was pre-production. They had Michael Keaton on board. Then they restructured it, and Michael Keaton was like, "Ah, no. Who's Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton, 1989 Batman, Birdman, the Vulture in the Spider-Man movies. He's a very famous actor. Okay. Lauren, you know who Michael Keaton is. Yeah. I couldn't have named anything you just said. I just know the name. (laughs) And I kind of know what he looks like. He is the captain in... The other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. The guy who's constantly quoting TLC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I come from. All right. Lauren, synopsis? Oh, it's not good. Okay. Kate becomes fixated on opening a briefcase, and it turns Sawyer and Jack into complete assholes, but in different ways. Saeed and Shannon work together to translate some French, and Charlie is sad. Nailed it. Not your best, but pretty good. Okay, I think it is really good, and you should... I don't know, fuck off. First of all, you started by saying it's not good. I said it's not your best, but it was still good, and you got offended. I'm tired. All right, well, let's break it down. Kate, you took some notes. I'm proud of you. I did. Wow. Lauren took her notes as always. So the episode starts off with Kate picking fruit out of a tree. Which I immediately had a problem with because one, her facial expressions were so annoying. I just get out of the tree. And then she didn't have armpit hair. I thought that earlier when they went swimming or later when they went swimming, I was like, you're telling me that bitch can wear that skimpy little underwear and she doesn't have any hair. How long have they been there? She lifts up her arm into the tree. No armpit hair. I said, did you have time for laser hair removal while being a criminal? <laughs> I don't think so. So that just really upset me. Anyway. We're on the same page. I thought that later about Shannon's legs too. None of these women have hair anywhere. Well, none of the guys have beards either. Well, some guys can't grow beards. Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> it wasn't a personal attack. You gave me a look. <laughs> you didn't mean to. 
She hears someone following her through the jungle, so she throws a rock, and it hits Sawyer. She asks why he was following her, and he responds that he was protecting her. He then complains about the knee and his pain and asks why she's so far out in the jungle. She explains that everyone is eating so much that they have to go further inland for fruit, and Sawyer tells her that after Claire's abduction, she shouldn't be this far out on her own until they're interrupted by a waterfall. Sawyer was being, like, weirdly nice in this whole thing. I didn't like it. She did. He did call her a caveman. You That's forgot the-, the best part where he says, he says something like that she shouldn't be that far out. And then she's like, oh, I'm an independent woman. And then he said, me, Kate, me throw rock. And I don't <laughs> know why. That was like the funniest thing I've ever heard because I was like, go off. <laughs> Sawyer has some good ones. In the <laughs> so you tell her. They follow the sound of the waterfall and find a lake. Sawyer begins to strip so he can swim and coaxes her into doing so as well. They swim, drown each other, dive off the rocks at the base of the waterfall. But the fun is interrupted when they find a pair of bodies from the crash at the bottom of the lake. Fun fact. I've never dove. How do you say that past tense? I don't know how to dive. I've never done it. I I probably will never do it. That's just a nice fun fact. Secondly, is it weird that even after they find the bodies, like, I think I'd still swim there. Oh, absolutely. Really? It's like a nice little spot. You know what? Get the bodies out. Why not? No. I wouldn't even do that. I just... Did you know that Lake Lanier has, like, 24 dead bodies in it? Yes. Well, that lake lake we grew up near, like, has an entire town underneath it. That's the same thing with Lake Lanier. They flooded a town to make it. And so they say it's haunted. People die in it all the time. You can Google it. It's worth a Google. I recently learned the bottom of Lake Tahoe is so cold that it, like, preserves dead bodies. Really? Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a theory that there are these workers that were, like, underpaid um and they didn't the like business owners didn't want to get paid or like didn't want to get told on for not paying them so they killed all of them and put all their bodies at the bottom of lake tahoe and like people think that the bodies are preserved down there that's just like a conspiracy but i don't know scary lakes are i'm fascinated by them yeah and that was a scary lake we are not a true crime podcast we could be (laughs) we are right now I read both of your guys' notes. Mm-hmm. You both commented on the fact that they were swimming with their eyes open. Yes, because yeah. first of all, that is corpse water. And second of all, <laughs> that's a lake. Their eyes were open for a long time and their vision was a little too good. Yeah, that's stupid. I would never open my eyes underwater. And the fact that they both did and then they both were like clearly seeing these bodies. But you know what's more concerning to me? Why is Sawyer swimming in jeans? <laughs> Wet jeans. Just wait till the season two finale. But yeah, I probably, I'll be honest, I get a little curious when I swim. So I'll like take a little peek. I swim my eyes open all the time. Um, But like swimming in like a a pool where it's like crystal clear water, you get under there and you open your eyes, no goggles, blurry. So that's why I'm like, swimming in like the corpse water and their vision is so clear. Like they know who it is. They can see a briefcase. I don't think so. I agree. I wouldn't say they know who it is. They just see bodies and they're like, well, our plane did split open over to the, up this island. But they could see the briefcase shoved under the thing. He could see well enough to grab a wallet out of someone's pants. I don't think he, he was just feeling around for pockets and he found the wallet. I still think it's not believable. Well, the whole episode wouldn't happen unless they could have seen, so get over it. Okay. They surface and Sawyer asks Kate if she's okay. Then they dive back down. Again, Sawyer's being weirdly nice. 
Yeah. I don't know why. I don't like it. It's weird. Then they dive back down. Sawyer finds a wallet, but Kate spots the briefcase. They surface again, and Kate asks for assistance in pulling out the case, claiming that it belongs to her. They dive back down. Sawyer yanks the case out. They surface again. He gives the case to her, asking if she has the key. And as she's inspecting it, Sawyer asks if it really belongs to her, and she fesses up and says that it isn't. He takes the case from her, and she pretends like she doesn't care. He calls her bluff and asks if there's something about the case that she'd like to share, but then she tells him to take it, and he leaves. Whole episode could have just been avoided had she just fucking said, it actually is my case, I don't have my key, or not told Sawyer that the case was there and come back for it later. Yeah, but she probably couldn't get it out by herself. She could have gotten Jack or Saeed to do it. She went to Jack anyway. Yeah, and we see the fucking issues that that caused. Yeah, he's getting curious. Also, she put her jeans on over her wet underwear. Thank you. Psychotic. <laughs> I so psychotic. hate that. I wrote that in all caps with question marks and exclamation points because I was so <laughs> upset. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Lauren, I titled this next scene, Erosion Happens. Nice. The beach camp is getting washed away by the rising tide. Luggage, clothes, people, everything's being carried out. Said and Jack are working quickly to salvage what they can and comment about how strange it is that the tide shifted and raised so suddenly. Jack points out that the island is strange in general. The beach is eroding and the fuselage will be underwater in a matter of days. I have something to say about that. Every single person on this island just throws around the word fuselage like it's in their everyday vocabulary. And I would just like to say, first of all, I work in aviation. I've never used the word fuselage in my life. So I just want to know why every person on this island, it's their favorite word. Uh, I didn't even notice that, but you make a great point because Zane can't even say it. If you listen to the later episodes, every time Zane tries to say fuselage, it comes out some garbled. I've never pointed it out because I'm busy pointing out every other wrong thing you do, but you can't say it. Well, you both put a D in there. What is it? Fuselage. There's no D. I don't look at the way it's. You're saying lodge, like L A G is how it's spelled. Well, that's why I thought you couldn't say it, and that's just proving Kate's point. What the (laughs) fuck is a fuselage? As a woman in aviation, I have a lot to say on this topic, and one of those is I've never used that word once. Lauren, the woman, time for life, not in aviation. (laughs) What? I want to like, Google how Zane to say looks fucking stupid. <laughs> I it just flows better though saying like fuselage. This fuselage. is like when Lauren put D's in ornament. ornament. Fuselage. If you had put a gun to my head and said spell <laughs> fuselage, this is not what I thought it was. Fuselage. <laughs> I'm gonna go kill myself. This is. I literally thought this was spelled. If you had said, Lauren, spell fuselage, I would have said F. You said it with a D. Exactly. Let me finish my fucking sentence. I would have said F-U-S-A-L space L-O-D-G-E. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought you were saying. All right. I'm fucking done. This is why you got to watch it with captions. But this is why I'm saying she thought it was two words. Yeah. Every person on this island, though... They know exactly what it is. Okay. The only people that have multiple times said fuselage are Jack, who we know 
took a course in Kate flying. Okay, well, Kate thinks she's a fucking genius. Truth. So Jack, Kate, and Saeed. Saeed fucking knows everything. Jack literally has a pilot license or almost got one. And Kate just hangs out with both of them. No, because she knows, she says something about when they're digging up the body and she's like, oh, why didn't you bury him in the fuselage with the other bodies? Well, at that point, they already said it a bunch of times. Why don't you burn him with the other bodies? You know what was unnecessary in that sentence? Fuselage. That's true. I agree with everything. All of it. And I can't even spell it. So... (laughs) (laughs) Saeed hopes that moving up the coast will make a difference, but Jack is back on his bullshit saying that they should move inland. Saeed says everyone is wary of the jungle after what happened with Claire and the fact that the monster is still out there. Jack asks Saeed to take him to Rousseau in an effort to find the others and also to find Claire. Saeed says that her mind is gone, but Jack points out that Saeed claims he heard the others himself. Saeed says that all he heard was the wind, and he actually seemed kind of scared in this moment. Yeah, I think he's in denial. I think he knows that there's others and that the whispering he heard wasn't the wind, but he's in denial. At this point, how do you deny that there are other people on the island when Claire got kidnapped? There's also a monster. That's a good point. Or literally just like any native wildlife to the island. They don't like, she could have just been killed. But they saw Ethan and they know he was not on the manifest. And Charlie said they wanted her. They only wanted her. He did say they. All right, you got me there. (laughs) And yeah, Rousseau's kind of lost her mind, but she's also been on the island far longer than any of them. And also, the main thing that they just don't seem to talk about, there is evidence of some sort of infrastructure on that island. There's a cable. There's something that is having that distress signal being sent out. They, well, Rousseau sent that out. Yeah, but there, she had to send it out from somewhere. She built it. <laughs> She's a smart woman. The monster as a plot device is actually pretty clever because they're so scared of it that they never explore the damn island and find all the things that would make their fucking lives so much easier. That's a good point. Which is shocking to me because they do so many other stupid things. Just go in the jungle at that point, you know? They're, they're fucking scaling mountains and stuff, but a monster, God forbid... Yeah, also, they didn't seem that scared of the monster when they were pl- fucking playing golfer in Dire Day. Yeah, they pick and choose when they want to be scared by the monster. Well, the monster pick and chooses when he wants to show up. They haven't seen it since Walkabout. Yeah, and he's they said two weeks. Monster. In this episode, it said they said it's been two weeks since they saw it. Jack asks about the papers that he stole from Rousseau, but Saeed says that he's never seen equations like this before. He also cannot translate the French. He then says, perhaps some things are better left untranslated. But Jack points to Charlie staring out at the ocean and says that that's a reason not to think that way. Charlie's neck is also just covered in the marks from his noose made out of vines. Bruises. Yeah. (laughs) And my thoughts on that is that Charlie's a weirdo. (laughs) I don't want him anywhere near me. The fact that he just met this pregnant woman... Okay, I get it. A pregnant woman goes missing. We're all going to be a little upset about that. He just met her. Why is he obsessed with this poor pregnant woman? Leave her alone. I agree with that to an extent. As far as like leading up to it, I feel like he was like a puppy dog chasing her around. But I feel like the upset part is more like it was on him to protect her because they were together and he like blames himself is what I would think. Yeah. 
I agree with both of you. And also, Kate, your new nickname is Hot Take Kate. Do I have that many? You hot have a takes? lot of hot takes. Oh, well, <laughs> Lauren, this means nothing to you. In a, in one sentence, what do you think of the constant? You can't put this on the podcast because I'm going to get death threats. There's like an episode that everybody's obsessed with. And I didn't think I realized it was that episode, but it ended. And I was like, that sucked. And you were just like, this is everyone's favorite episode. And I was like, okay, well, I was bored. I was like, what'd you think? And you're like, I didn't like it. I didn't. I did not. And I'm definitely putting that in. Shannon asks Boone what he's been doing out in the jungle for the last four days, all day, every day with Locke. Boone tells her that they're looking for Claire. Shannon questions him saying that the trail was gone, but Boone redirects saying that he's trying to contribute because everyone thinks of them as a joke. Then he calls her useless and leaves. Ouch, Boone. I, you know, I've like talked about this many times about how he like really wants to be useful or whatever, but I feel like this is actually coming from a much deeper place. Like something makes him feel really self-conscious about this. And I'm just going to go ahead right now. I think next week we're going to get a Boone slash Shannon episode. Is that- you are correct. Boom! I'm so smart. I think it's technically more of a Boone episode if you check the label, but they're both in it. Awesome. I personally love Boone and Locke's little bromance. Yeah? Yeah. I think they should kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shannon does ask if Locke is Boone's boyfriend. Yeah, and he is. She's an ally. I also loved when Shannon was just, like, tanning on the beach. Yeah. We'll get there. I thought that was when this happened. Mm-mm. It's when Saeed approaches her. Oh, I have so much to say about that. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I made a note about that. Too. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll get there. So it's the final night at the fuselage camp. Kate is tending to a fire and watches Sawyer walk by with the case, which triggers our first flashback. It took that long? Yeah. I know. It took a long time to get to a flashback. I think there's only three in this episode. I noticed the flashbacks were like really short. Mm-hmm. Probably because there wasn't much going on. Yeah, I was like, one scene. Miss Ryan is at a bank in New Mexico applying for a loan. It's really Kate. Her story is that she's a photographer for a coffee table book for some old theaters in small towns. And the bank manager gives her a suggestion. She says that she will acknowledge him. He tells her to call him by his first name. They're building a connection, which comes into play later. She's flirting. She's using her pretty privilege. Yeah, and he's eating it up. He was. Then some... Mass men bust in, fire shots, and tell everyone to get on the ground. They force her and others to the ground. One man takes the manager to the safe, threatening to kill hostages. Back on the island, Kate sneaks into Sawyer's tent to steal the case that is in between his legs. He pins her on top of him, insinuates sex, but she headbutts him, goes for the case, but Sawyer gets to it first. He baits her to try again. She tells him to simply give it to her. And he says no, and she leaves. Sexual tension was crazy in that scene. It was, but all I could think was like, headbutting? Ow! And that is a headbutt of somebody who has definitely headbutted before. (laughs) Like, that was a confident headbutt. Ow. Also, I think in, personally, I'm not a headbutter. But if I was in that situation... Now I was trying to like get away. My first reaction would absolutely not be to headbutt. I'd probably knee him on the balls. 
Yeah, I'd I'd zero right headbutt. Sword be into that. Use my nails. He's, he's got. I think her only option was the head. He had her like pinned everywhere else. He could. She could have really bit his head. nose. Mm. I would bite the nose. That would hurt. Okay, they're not Lord of the Flies just yet. Although they did torture Sawyer. Yeah. Yeah, she Maybe didn't like, try to utilize the knife wound in his arm at all to this episode. She doesn't want to fucking kill him. Just flick him. Okay, once again, he has her restrained. Okay, fair. Shannon is tanning on the beach, and she undoes her top. Get excited, people. Saeed limps over to her and tells her that she should be careful of the sun's harmful UV rays. But she says that she has a good base. Saeed asks her for assistance in translating the French. Shannon asks if Boone put him up to this. Saeed is confused and says no. Saeed attempts to explain the situation, but Shannon quickly declines the offer, and he asks her to at least try. Why the fuck were her feet in every single scene? What the hell? What was the... reviewers? This was the weirdest choice. Well, didn't you know that Dan Schneider helped produce this episode? Is he a feet guy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. It took me a second. I thought it was camp that she was just tanning. I loved that for her. Lauren's old. What does camp mean? Camp. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. I, like, it's, let me look it up. I tried to explain it to somebody once I got yelled at, so I have to look up the I thought it was like something to do with. Never mind. I'm not even going to pretend. I have no idea. It says something that provides sophisticated, knowing amusement as by virtue of its being artlessly mannered or stylized, self consciously artificial and extravagant, or teasingly ingenuous and sentimental. So, like. Yeah, that was camp. So, like, an example is like, okay, when they did camp at like the Met Gala. And Lady Gaga had, like, just kept stripping layers, had, like, five different outfits, and they were all, like, weird. That was camp. She did a good job doing the theme. I'm trying to think of other things that are camp. Okay, Trisha Paytas naming her child Malibu Barbie. That was camp. It is? Yeah. Shannon, you're in a plane crash. There's a monster in the jungle, and you're tanning without a top on. Like, that's camp. A pregnant woman just got kidnapped, and she's tanning. Could I summarize this as amusingly tacky? Because that's what I'm getting. Like the Trisha Paytas thing and what Shannon is doing to me is amusingly tacky. Like, Yeah, I feel like it's like tastefully tacky though. Is Trisha Paytas naming her daughter Malibu Barbie tasteful? I suppose it's not not tasteful. <laughs> it is tacky. I'll tell you that. Or like Kim Kardashian, her first kid being named Northwest. Like that was camp too. See, that feels different than Malibu Barbie. Honestly, I love Malibu Barbie. Oh, and anyway. I also wrote in this scene that if Ponytail Saeed asked me to do something, like any, I would do anything. Oh, absolutely. If Ponytail Saeed asked yeah. me, I'm done. That's true. Ponytail Saeed, your hottie of the week, Kate? Ponytail Saeed's my hottie of every week. <laughs> Now you're getting it. You're Are you sure you haven't listened to every single episode? Because that's pretty much. <laughs> she was the original one. What? When like 
like obviously Saeed's hot, but I never like thirsted after him until I was sort of watching the show with you and you just told me every week how fucking hot Saeed is. Mm-hmm. He is hot. Like stupid hot. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to say I thought it was a weird it was obviously a choice. They were like filming the scene and they were like, no, put your feet up. Get your feet up in the frame, please. Weird choice. And that's yeah. all I have to say about it. I just feel like someone like Shannon, like that would give you weird tan lines from like the shadows. And like Shannon would know that. Exactly. You would know she not to do that. that. She took her top off to not get tan lines. Like she's not going to put her feet up. Maybe she knows Saeed's a feet guy. Mm-hmm. Sawyer attempts to pick the lock on the case, but Michael and Hurley comment how it's impossible. Saying how the Alberton fuck? Case. How? You want to talk about everybody on this island knowing what a fuselage is? How do they all <laughs> walk by this case and go, that's a hell of fucking Burton? How do they know what it is? I've never heard of that in my life. And two people just casually know what that is. Two people whose backstories we don't know at all. I know their backstories and it's unrealistic. What are you talking Thank about? You. you know Hurley's backstory. It makes sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> nah, it makes sense. Also, I just thought it was a it was funny for Hurley to just not be involved at all, walk up and then just immediately call Sawyer a dumbass. As he should. Hurley's a king. I like Hurley. I can't wait for his centric. Michael explains that he needs to use impact velocity to open the case. He needs to hit something like the axe into the side of the case. Meanwhile, Boone is making his way back to Locke with the axe that he stole from camp. Locke asks if anyone saw him, and Boone says, no, I don't think so. Locke asks, well, which is it? Very intensely. Boone says, no, and then they disappear into the jungle. We don't see Locke for the rest of the episode, so big sad. Rose remembers that she's also stranded on this island and reappears for the first time since Walkabout. Don't come for her like that. I, I know. I'm just saying we need more Rose. I really liked Rose in this episode. She tells Charlie that just because he isn't talking doesn't mean he doesn't have to help move camps. Rose reminds him that everyone is suffering and tells him to help her, which he does. Damn straight. Mm-hmm. Queen's doing queen shit. I feel like the um, she talks about her husband a lot, if I remember correctly. So, like, Charlie complaining about, like, Claire, who he, like, literally just met. And then, like, to Rose, like, are you tone deaf, dude? He also got hung from a tree. <laughs> okay, haven't we all? <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> really good point but i think that just kind of shows you like charlie is really immature i feel like he actually is that tone deaf yeah he's like oh this chick that i had a crush on that i've known for two weeks is gone i'm sad and she's like yeah my husband of probably like 20 30 years is maybe dead and i'm not sure no she knows he's alive yeah well i do dead Sawyer beats the case into a rock, which doesn't work, until he finally climbs a tree and throws it down. But Kate swoops in and steals the case. You know what this reminded me of? You both have something to say. And honestly, it's not the same thing, but it's similar. So why don't you go ahead? Okay. This reminded me of... 
the character in the Hunger Games, one of the contestants that was oh, like the, the sneaky girl. fox one. Yeah, that she just comes, sneaks in and like grabs stuff and runs. That's what it made me think of. That's okay, this is actually really similar because when I saw it, I immediately thought of swiper no swiping. <laughs> <laughs> like the way that she like looked in, I was like, that swiper. <laughs> I read both your notes within like 30 minutes of each other. And I was like, it's like they share half a brain. (laughs) Sawyer runs her down, tackles her and pins her to the ground. Insinuates more sex. She tries to headbutt him and misses. And as he's bragging, she headbutts him again. That made me laugh out loud. I thought that was really funny. He's like, you're going to need to get a new move. Bam. That was good. Sawyer offers her the case in exchange for knowing what is inside. He only wants to satisfy his curiosity of why it means so much to her. But she does not take the deal. You know what? In hindsight, like, looking at the scene now, why, Kate? It's just a fucking little airplane. I get that, like, it means a lot to her or whatever. But you can't just be like, it's just a little trinket and it means a lot to me. You can have everything else in the case if you help me open it. Well, then he'd be like, well, what's the meaning behind the trinket? Also, she'd be giving him four guns. Who cares? You know what she could do? Lie. She could. She could be like, it was mine from when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't have to say why it actually- belonged to the man that I killed. Like, she's been lying this whole time on the island about being the one that was there with the marshal. Would it have been that hard- to lie about a tiny airplane? She could have just been like, my dad gave it to me. It's the last thing I have from him. And just make up a sob story. She lies all the time. And also lying to Sawyer is going to be way less dramatic than lying to Jack. Because clearly he got his whole fucking tampon in a wad later over it. I think the other thing that you mentioned making a deal that she, he can have everything else. She'd basically expose herself as being the fugitive in that case. Oh, yeah. Great point. Did not think about that. Mm. Said and Shannon are attempting to translate the French. Shannon complains about the math, but Said says he will handle the numbers. Shannon. She literally just said. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon says she cannot do it, but Said tells her that if she puts her mind to it, he knows that she can. He asks how she learned French, and Shannon responds from a guy. Saeed's an expert in girl talk and probes her for more information. His little, his little, like, that, oh, that was the sexiest thing he could ever do. (laughs) (laughs) That, like, killed me. We learned that Shannon lived in France with this guy for a while. And the two are flirting. They're flirting. I have no clue where Saint-Tropez is. That was Saint-Tropez. Look, I was I read the captions. All I was thinking about was where is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where that is either. But they're flirting. Mm -hmm. Lauren hates it. She's making a face. I'd flirt with Saeed. Honestly, fine. They're two hot people, but how old is Saeed supposed to be? Because she's 20. We've established this. She's 20? She's 20. Mm. You're 20? Whatever. Because he's giving me like He's giving me like early to mid thirties. I would have said thirty-two. Yeah. I think he's about thirty. No, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, we later learned that Shannon was with someone who had a kid old enough to be watching movies on repeat. Two so rights, dated two wrongs men. don't make a right. 
And her dating older men is different than a 30-year-old dating a 20-year-old. Like, she's immature. That's the whole point. The older person is supposed to realize the immaturity at that age and be like, I'm not attracted to that. You know? Girls date up, though. It's like a whole thing, Zane. Aren't you on TikTok? My mom is older than my stepdad. Our mom is older than our stepdad. No, she's not. No, Larry's like old as shit. Hey, Larry. Okay. (laughs) He's... Wow. You're going to talk about something that's going to piss mom off. He is not old as shit. He's he's like 60, right? He's older than mom. I think he's like five-ish years, five to seven years older than her. Yeah, then make him 60. Okay, that's not old as shit. Don't say that. So we're not, we're not, we're not for it. I'm for it. I love I love Saeed. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I'm not for it. I just, I didn't expect it. And it's weird to me. Are you saying, go ahead. She would have a lot of growing to do very quickly. And as far as my opinion of her, for her to be good enough for my, 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 for my man, Saeed. Okay. So Saeed has two love interests so far that we know Who's of. His first? Nadia. The French woman? Totally oh. <laughs> his, his centric wasn't that long ago, guys. Listen, I thought you were making you so got together. I'm for it. I was for it too. Lauren said no. Really? Ew. No, I would have been so for that. I thought you were making a joke because she kept stroking to have someone to touch. All right. Saeed has three <laughs> love interests so far. Oh, but okay, Nani is not on the island. Okay, but right, well, we'll track that as it progresses. Sun is at the cave setting up herbal medicine, and Jack asks what it's for. Sun pretends to have a headache to explain, and Jack gives her a compliment. I compliment her. I love her. Can't she, give her enough compliments. She's kind of been AWOL the last couple episodes. Yeah, I missed her. This is like the one episode I watch and she's not in it. Are you kidding? I love her. She wasn't even in the last episode, like at all. Waste of an episode. It's a Jack episode. Oh, God. Waste of an episode. episode. (laughs) Kate runs into the caves and tells him that they have a problem. She explains that the marshal had a silver case with four pistols and ammo. Sun is overhearing all of this. And Kate explains that Sawyer has the case. And Jack asks what Kate wants. I wanted to know why one marshal needed five guns that's a great point so many at a time he's like this is the problem with america even if he had one gun in each hand and had super dexterous toes that is still four guns (laughs) and you know how many he had five he's got one on his penis (laughs) no 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 yeah that is a good question It, it really was just like we need to get these people some guns he could do three I just feel like it's more believable for them to have found additional guns. Like someone, you know, people can travel with guns. Like, I just feel like that's more believable than like Marshall has a whole arsenal. Australia, the Outback, someone could have been going hunting. Include maybe a rifle. Doesn't have, like, maybe you could throw in a variety of guns, not just all handguns. I agree. And all from the same person. Speaking of it being Put me in the in writer's Aust- room. <laughs> Speaking of it being in Australia, when I was skimming your notes, mm-hmm. you said it's driving you crazy that this plane was from Sydney, Australia, mm-hmm. and only two people were Australian. Yeah. 
Who is the second person? Uh, Charlie and Claire. Charlie no. is British. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I heard an accent and I said, ah, must be Australian. <laughs> well, now I'm even more upset because there's only one. I just like to assume that all the Australian people died, which is really sad because honestly, this show would be so much better if half of the people had accents. Because like, I totally get that like, not every single one of them is going to be Australian people travel. But the fact that now what I thought was two is only one. Come on. I yeah. am going to go ahead and point out that half the characters do have accents. Who? Saeed, Charlie, Claire, Sun, and Jin. Okay, I'm sorry. Australian accents. I love an Australian accent. Shout out to our Australian listeners because I know we have some. And all of our listeners that aren't American, you guys all have cool accents. I like a cool accent. Yeah, but American accents are fucking I'm, lame. I'm, They're boring. I would just like to apologize to everyone with a British accent. I'm the biggest <laughs> fan of Love Island UK. I should have known better. <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> I was, I was carried really away. Bad. I knew it too because I read that. I was like, "What is she referring to?" <laughs> when I heard Charlie speak, I was like, "Australian." <laughs> You've seen the whole show. <laughs> I have. I know. I know Charlie's backstory too. So let's just. I've got. Let's just forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> Kate explains that the key is in the marshal's wallet. Kate asks where he is buried. Jack asks what else is in the case that is making her want it so bad. But she explains that it's only the guns. Jack doesn't believe her. Jack says if she wants his help, they open the case together and she agrees. And you know what she could have done? Lie. I got a tiny plane in there. That's all she had to say. <laughs> well, that's the truth. It doesn't make I gotta, any sense. Because obviously he's going to be like, why do you care about a tiny plane? Make up a story. Charlie asks why Rose is happy. And she says that she just is. Charlie says that the situation is awful. They're stranded. There's a monster. The others are out there. But Rose tells him that nobody blames him for what happened to Claire and that he did everything that he could have. Charlie says that maybe he should have died. And Rose tells him that he needs to ask for help. Yeah, he does. Cut to a cross. Nice little foreshadowing there. Did not notice that. What cross? What, yeah, what the marshal's grave. Oh. oh, Jack just assumed that the marshal was a Christian. Yeah, that was a bold assumption. I feel like it's a pretty safe assumption. A white man in law enforcement. Wasn't he from like, didn't he have like a Southern accent? I don't really know. I don't know. I feel like, listen, even if he didn't have a Southern accent, he looks like he would have. Um, so a Southern white man, I, yeah, he's probably a Christian. Kate asks why Jack didn't burn the marshal with the fuselage. Mm-hmm. And Jack says that he needed to bury him, seeing as he was the one that killed him. Even though really everybody had a hand in it. Okay, but the other thing is like their whole reason for not burying the other bodies is they're like animals will dig them up. So he didn't think an animal was going to dig this body up. Well... The whole reason they had to deal with the bodies was because animals, animals were, getting were actively eating them. That's and oh. it was one body compared to 40. Okay, fine. Or not even 40 because there were 324 people on the plane. All Australian. All Australian. <laughs> Kate asks her boy, what? No, what the fuck? <laughs> Did I skip? 
Oh god, I completely skipped a flashback like a long time ago. That's fine. We don't need it. All right. Uh, fucking quick synopsis of that flashback. A guy tackles one of the robbers. The gun slides across to Kate. Kate does the whole, I don't know how to use a gun thing, which is like the second time she's used that. Second time. In the pilot. The, the leader of the gang takes her into the back room, and we learn that she's in on the robbery. Yeah, we learn, as if we didn't know that the whole fucking time. <laughs> You're telling me that they're going to insult my intelligence the second we see little Kate flirting with the fucking bank guy, I knew she was in on that the second those masked guy came in. Duh. Also, of all careers, they could have given her a photographer taking pictures of coffee tables. It's pretty it's random. Also, a real career. Exactly. I'm be. also really questioning my previous like this whole time I was like oh my god I want to know so bad why Kate's a criminal like but I was sure that whatever she did was like an honorable crime and now I'm like ah she might just be a piece of shit Kate asks her boy toy if he is ready and she tells him to make it look good he says you and your details Maggie so we learned that even now she's lying about her name and then he beats her Takes her outside and throws her on the floor in front of the manager. And he finally caves and says that he will give the key. Back on the island, they're digging up the marshal. And it stinks. Huh. I said, I don't want to smell a dead body. But I do want to know what a dead body smells like. (laughs) You know? I I just feel like in shows, they're always like gagging. Why? What is well, I get why it's a dead body, but like, what does that smell like? Have you ever smelled a dead animal? No, it's bad, and and that's from far away. Like, people are always like, there's a smell of like my crazy father. Um, we'll talk about like he smelled dead bodies before, and be like, dead bodies smell different than anything, and I'm like. I would like to know. What did Robert Baratheon say? They don't tell you how they shit themselves when they die. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure I've heard that too. Like the decomp has like a very specific smell and I've smelled a decomposing animal and that is bad. And I've never been up close to one. So I have to imagine that with humans, it's way worse and pretty bad. And also, so they acknowledge that this body smells but they're not going to acknowledge that the 40 bodies, the 40 fucking bodies that were baking in the sun, those didn't smell. And you gave me so much shit for that. Fuck you. That's what I'm going to roast you on. Okay. First of all, you wanted to ruin a sad moment with them complaining about smell. I wanted them to acknowledge that that shit stank and they didn't have to do it in that scene. They could have said it at any time that there is a tube full of decomposing bodies. That they're just living next to. They did acknowledge it in that same episode when Jack was loading the wood into the fuselage and he was wearing that mask to protect himself from the smell. Okay, whatever. I think that my point was that they needed to acknowledge that the burning bodies was also smelling. It doesn't matter. I'm always right. Shut your mouth. Fuselage. (laughs) Of mice and men. Stop doing this. We don't have time. 
I thought Listen that Lenny and find out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Kate reaches into the marshal's pocket and gets his wallet. She opens it and it's just full of maggots. Yeah, gross. Oh, so gross. I hate there's nothing in this world I hate more than maggots. I'm not even kidding. Nothing? Think of it the single thing I hate more than maggots. Your job. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Can that go in? I'm a woman in aviation. <laughs> you know what I hate is stink bugs. You know, those like nasty. Mm-hmm. I hate those. So she drops the wallet. Jack picks it up. No key. Kate acts upset, but Jack calls her out for actually having the key. She reveals it to him. He takes it from her. And as she tries to explain herself, he says, don't, and just walks away. Honestly, I have, I have two things to say. My initial thought was, this guy just dug up a dead body for you. And you're going to lie to his face. You're just going to continue to lie. But then when I went to see the rest of the episode, fuck Jack and fuck everything about Jack. And that's all I'll say for now. Go he ahead. He was hottie of the week last week. Yeah, fuck it. I take it back. You can't. It's I do. On the spreadsheet. It's on the spreadsheet. Can't take it back. There's a spreadsheet? Yeah, I haven't shown you that either. I'm not okay. a Jack lover. I am. But I do feel like I would also yell at Kate. because <laughs> You would yell at Kate for anything. <laughs> yeah, unprompted, I'd yell at her. But specifically in this instance, because like... He goes out of his way to help her all the time, probably because he wants a smooch. But regardless, she just lies all the time. I think I agree with you. Like, she lies too much. But my whole thing is, like, I, from him, feel like because he goes out of his way to help her, he thinks, like, he's entitled to her entire backstory and all of her trauma. But just because you want a smooch from Kate... As Kate says it, other Kate, better Kate, does not mean you get to know all the details of her life. Like, yeah, you helped her do this. That was a very nice thing. But you don't do nice things just to get something in return. I'm incredibly nosy, though. So if I was like, if I was like, I'm going to help you, like, hide the fact that you're a criminal, I'm not doing it if I don't know your crime. Sorry. I agree. If it were me, like, I'm going to sit here and just rip Jack apart, and I will not take any of it back. But if it were me, I would be such a massive bitch if she did not tell me what her crime was and what was in that case. Yeah, I'd be a monster. I'd, I'd put her back in the handcuffs until she told me. <laughs> they're <laughs> currently half on gin. <laughs> Shannon attempts to translate the French. Sea of sparkles. Sea of silver that sparkles. Saeed is becoming more frustrated as none of the translations make sense. Do you think that was funny? <laughs> no, just like, you just said, you just went Sea of Sparkles. And then there was such a long pause. <laughs> My apologies, continue. Saeed is frustrated that none of the translations are making any sense. Shannon says that the translations are somewhat familiar to her for some reason. And Saeed's frustration continues and Shannon gets upset. Reminding him that her French isn't great and that Rousseau is the one who wrote it and she's likely insane. Saeed says that it was a mistake and Shannon calls herself useless and storms off. Boo Boone, by the way. Because now Yeah, Boone got in her head. Yeah. Yeah. Bad brother. Boone is projecting. 
I think absolutely feels useless. He just needs Fucking to call someone useless. else useless. They really did not get into the hatch at all this episode. I'm gonna be honest. If I had just been through a plane crash, I'm. I feel it's my right to be useless. To tan. Mm-hmm. Don't expect me to be running out there with an axe. They've been there for like three weeks now. You know, the shock's gotta wear off at some point. No. Everybody else is doing something. We don't know that though. I feel like we often just see people sitting around in the background. Yeah. Yeah, Shannon. <laughs> yeah, but like. Even Claire went and got herself do? kidnapped for the plot. Oh my god, for the plot. <laughs> Whatever. Jack tells Sawyer to give him the case. Sawyer claims that he knew Kate would eventually send him. Jack tells Sawyer that if he does not give him the case, he will stop giving him his antibiotics for his knife wound. And after a few days, Sawyer will give in, being in so much pain that he will beg Jack to give to take the case just so he'd cut off his arm. Sawyer says that he doesn't think Jack has it in him to do that, but Jack says that he's wrong. With Paul, can Jack would Jack do that? No. Absolutely no. not. Sawyer asks if Kate told him what is in the case, and Jack says no. He gives Jack the case and tells him that Kate lied to him. However, she talked him into it. Jack walks up to Kate and tells him that the deal was that they would open it together. And she follows him. We get our final flashback. The two robbers take Kate and the manager into the safe. The manager asks for Kate to be let go. But then the thief reveals that Kate was in on it and it was her idea. He takes off his, her mask. No, he takes off his mask and Kate asks what he is doing. The leader of the gang is going to kill the manager until Kate takes the other thug's gun, says that if he shoots, so will she. She says no one was supposed to get hurt. He calls her bluff, so Kate shoots both of them in the leg and a third guy as he walks in. She tells the manager she needs the key to safety deposit box 815. (gasps) I never realized that. Whoa. And And she reveals that she has the other key, but her name isn't on the box. So this was all a ploy just to get what was inside it. She reveals to the thug that her name is not really Maggie, and she opens the box, and a small envelope is inside it. Back on the island, Jack asks if there's anything she wants to share before he opens it. This is when Jack gets a little preachy. It's like, like a exactly. A Fuck you, Jack. Anything you want to share with the class? I fucking <laughs> hate him. Sorry. Oh, what did I? I feel like I said something about that. Hey, you haven't looked at your nuts in a while. My bad. You also said that Shannon stomping away in her pink skirt was camp. It was. Let's put that on record. Oh. I said that, like, Jack opening the box with her next to him, like, gave me, like, flashbacks, like, when you were in high school and, like, your parents found, like, a bag of alcohol and they, like, made you sit there and, like, watch them go through it. So, like, I also thought that he felt like a parent. It made me think of that time where mom and dad sat me down because they found dirt had been swept underneath the rug in the kitchen. And they were like, we know it's you. We know it's you who did it. And I just thought it was so fucking funny that I was just laughing the entire time and denying that it was me. And, it, and they, this went on for a good 20 minutes before finally they heard Lauren in the other room laughing because it was fucking her. They were interrogating him. He was sitting down and they're both like standing over him. They're like, Zane, we know it was you. Just tell us, just be honest. Just tell us it was you. And he's cracking up laughing. 
And I was just listening the whole time. And I was never going to, I was not going to get him out of it. But they caught Bitch. me. Thank you. <laughs> Jack opens the case and finds money, the guns, a couple boxes of ammo, and what Kate was after. It's a small toy plane. Yeah. And he goes, what is it? What is it? Uh, it's a tiny plane, Jack. Open your eyes. Yeah, what did he think it was? Like, it's a tiny little, like, secret compartment. And there's like, I, it's a fucking toy plane, Jack. I and just th- feel he could have said, why did you want that? What yeah, is the meaning? What is it? What is you? it? It's a tiny plane. You're arguing semantics. You know <laughs> what he was asking. But like, just the way that he asked it, it was like. I can't even like focus on your emotions right now because it's clearly a tiny plane. <laughs> I was so annoyed in this scene. Like it honestly made me so mad. Like he's just such a fucking prick and she's annoying too. Yeah. Like, this was not a great, this, this was like, I didn't like her in this episode. Cause I felt like she was being her most authentic self when she's being a criminal. Cause it was like, she was a bad person and she knew it. But, like, in this episode, yeah. she, like, keeps acting like she's trying to do the right thing. But in every interaction that she has, it's, like, all self-serving, all bad. Yeah. I feel like she's regressed in this episode. He continues to ask what the meaning of the plane is. And she says that it's nothing. Jack demands the truth just this once. She tells him it belonged to the man that she loved, but for some reason, Jack does not believe that, even though that seemed pretty honest. And then she says it belonged to the man that she killed. I don't get why he doesn't believe her. Like she's sobbing or like, you know, on the verge of sobbing. And why? Why does that not sound believable? Why else would this tiny little fucking trinket airplane mean so much to her? It just, it's just like, I don't own this plane. So that cannot be true. Kate loves me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I hated him in this scene. On the plane were the numbers 5025, <gasps> which I read means like changes are coming in like astrology or some shit. Okay. It's on the IMDb trivia if you're interested. <laughs> she starts sobbing and Jack finally backs off. He closes the case and walks away. Like a douche. Yeah, like, he really just opened that can of worms, and he's like, I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, no, he's like, stormed off. He goes, sorry I brought up your past trauma, but I'll just leave you with that. I'm taking the guns, though. <laughs> I'm going to go, and you can think about what just happened. But he just, plane. like, storms off all mad. He's like, I am entitled to your trauma. And then she's like, here's my trauma. And he's like, bye. Like, I don't get it. I hate, I hate it. I hate him. I'm not sure what he wanted out of that interaction. Yeah. Yeah, it was just not a great Jack episode all around. Probably ever. But me being nosy, if she goes, it belonged to the man I killed, I'd say, tell me more. I'd be like, oh, yeah. gossip. Tell I'd me. be like, what's the tea? I'd say, how did you kill him? First of all. Yeah. <laughs> I would be sitting down, like any anger I felt towards her, I'd sit down and be like, oh, honey. I'd, I'd be wiping it. her tears away. I'd yeah. say, I have a shoulder to cry on. You Come just here. tell me exactly what happened. <laughs> So the survivors arrive at the beach camp that we all know and love. Rose sits by the fire and Charlie joins her. He asks her about her husband and Rose shares that she knows that he is alive. She says it's a fine line between denial and faith and it's better on her side. 
I thought that was cute. That was a good line. I like that. I like Rose. Rose is fucking great. Yeah, she never does anything wrong. Charlie begins to cry and asks Rose for help. Rose tells him that she cannot be the one to help him, and the two of them begin to pray. Hence my foreshadowing comment about the cross. Mm. Yeah, we got that. Shannon joins Saeed and tells him that when she was in France, the guy that she was seeing had a kid who watched Finding Nemo over and over and over again. And at the end of the movie... Wait a minute. (laughs) Is that what she was referencing? I didn't know she was referencing Finding Nemo. Cartoon movie about the fish? Could have been anything. But that song doesn't play at the end of It does in the French dub. Does it? The song's in French, Lauren. What's that one fish movie where they're like working? It's not Shark Tales. It's it could have been Shark Tales. Shark Tales. I looked it up. I, it's Finding Nemo. They, they included that song in French instead of working at the car wash. <laughs> sea of Sparkles. <laughs> Silver Sea. Hey, that could Sparkling. work. <laughs> it was Finding Nemo. Okay. Or I literally looked it up. Don't make that. Face. I know, but like. You know why it made me think... I even thought about Finding Nemo, but I said, that bitch would just know that it's Finding... I guess they couldn't say it. Can they not say the title of Finding Nemo? Well, at like, this point, was Pixar owned by Disney? I thought it was always owned by Disney. No, that's Disney Pixar. <laughs> What's the difference? I think Pixar was always owned by Disney. Literally, they weren't. Literally? Disney, Pixar was one of the first things that Disney bought when they started buying everything. Okay, Whatever. Doesn't matter. Fine. It was Finding Nemo. 2000, January 2006. So no. When this, did this come out? This was early. This was early 2005. In the 1800s. So, so no, she they, couldn't say Finding Nemo. Correct. Could have asked. Could have. Fine. Because now we're never going to know if it was Finding Nemo or Shark Tales. Except literally at the end of the French dub of Finding Nemo, the fucking song plays. Says who? But did Says- you check... Did you check at the ending of the French Dub of Shark Tales? No, but it's on the IMDb trivia page. Well, unless you've seen the French Dub version of Finding Nemo. I like how I'm literally right, but you two are just going to gang up on me. At the end of the French Dub of Finding Nemo, this song plays over and over and over again. And it's the same song in Danielle's notes. Shannon sings the song in French, which is camp. No, I said it was not Not camp. camp, sorry. It was embarrassing. So my pet peeve is like when somebody asks about a song and someone starts singing it. I didn't ask for I a concert. do that all the time. No, and I did not ask for a concert. I asked what the song was. You know what's more embarrassing? Hmm? Staring at your stepsister while she gets her flirt on like a fucking creeper. For a second, I thought that like, you were trying to say something that I did was embarrassing. And I was like, when did I stare at my stepsister? No. <laughs> Boone is watching and he's just a fucking creep. Yeah, it was a very intense stare. I feel like at first I was like, okay, being protective over your sister, but like the fuck? I don't know. It was weird. Jack walks by Kate. He looks at her, but they do not speak. Kate looks at her little toy plane, and that is the end of the episode. So, hottie of the week? So it's, I literally don't know who it's going to be. Listen, there was a lot of hotness happening. 
It could have been Sawyer because of how he took his shirt off, but he swam in his jeans, so he was disqualified. <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> it could have been... No, it actually couldn't have been Kate. She pissed me off in this episode. I'm just going to jump to it. It's Shannon. Wow. What? Yeah. That came out of nowhere. At the end of the episode, I thought, who's my hottie of the week? And I thought, it could be Saeed. It is. It always is. But it's Shannon. There you go. She tanned topless on the beach. And she somehow doesn't have hair on her legs after like three weeks on an island. She was fully hairless. If anybody has a razor, it's Shannon. No, if anybody had laser hair removal prior to coming to the island, it's Shannon. That's true. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's Shannon. Uh, good job. I also like when Saeed was like, be careful about a sunburn. Her being like, I already have a good base. I know. That was good. She was came hot. right back with that. I don't even think she was interested in Saeed at that point. I think she just wanted the flirt. I, and I love that for her. Yeah, it was good. This is actually the first episode that I was kind of like, oh, I like Shannon a little bit. I never really gave her much thought. Apparently, Saeed does. I don't think he did much either until he's like, oh, shit, I need to translate some French. <laughs> yeah, but he was flirting back. Oh, absolutely. I think he was flirting more than she was. She was just receiving the flirt and, like, being a hot person. It was you, Kate, that said, it's so unrealistic that all these hot people are on this island and no one's hooking up. I did. I have we've thought that. so many episodes and I was like, no one's kissed. <laughs> I would have kissed someone by then. Sorry. And then, and then what else is there to do on the island? Run That's from the true. monster, hunt boar, get kidnapped. Well, might as well have a lover before you get kidnapped. <laughs> I told Kate, I'm like, oh, just just wait until season two. Everyone starts hooking up and you, you finish season two. You're like, what, two people had sex? <laughs> spoilers i was like i was expecting like season three love island level like hooking up (laughs) not even close well as lauren loves to point out every week they probably smell horrible i wonder though if it's like like everybody's house has its own scent you don't smell your own house at some point you smell so bad can you really smell that everybody else smells so bad that's true i'm on survivor you probably go yeah. nose blind. Plus, if you just get in the ocean and scrub it up, dub, you're probably nice. fine. All right. What did we think of the episode overall? Pissed me off. I think as far as Kate episodes go, it wasn't the worst. You're telling me it gets worse? It gets so much worse. She never gets better is the thing. So, like, she's annoying, like, now. But the fact that she, like, never changes, it's like, okay, I'm tired of this. Uh, I don't know. And I yet, don't have. She's beloved on TikTok. Not by me. We'll see. I'm going to be open to liking her. And I'm still open to liking Jack, but as of right now, I hate him. So there's that. Well, not everybody can be Saeed and Locke. Saeed, yeah. Or Rose. <laughs> or my girl's son, who's Oof. getting edited out of the whole episode. My son has a big storyline next week. Does she? Speaking of which. Next week, we are covering Hearts and Minds, which Lauren already correctly predicted is a Boone and Shannon episode. But unfortunately, Kate, you will not be with us. Even though I'm sure after this episode, everyone's going to want you back. But don't worry, Kate will be back with us two more times in season one. Will I? You will. Oh my God. You'll join us for Born to Run. Which is? Another Kate episode. Okay. 
and part two of the three-part season finale. Oh my God. And that will be the first time I ever meet Kate in person because I, this is the, really the first time I've talked to her. Yeah, you guys, you guys <laughs> have had two conversations. This and the day we came up with the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But Kate is always in the background because she helps us on our lovely social media accounts. You can find our best content on TikTok where Kate has given us an insight into what every character would order at Starbucks. You can find us on TikTok at laurengetslost.pod, on Instagram at laurengetslostpod, and on Twitter at laurengetslost. Please rate us five stars wherever you're listening. Give us a follow. Tell your friends and family and your girlfriend and just somebody you go bowling with to listen to us. And then ghost them because they're probably weird. And they probably want you to come on their podcast. Thank you for listening to Lauren Gets Lost, a Lost Rewatch podcast. This podcast is hosted by and edited by Zane Kohler with co-host Lauren Kohler, produced by Kate Worcester, and our music is by David Kohler. And remember, they were not dead the whole time.